regular, everyday, normal fucking bullshit. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. When I get into a fight, I usually leave on a stretcher. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. When I got nothing to say, I usually talk about the weather. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I like the first Back to the Future, but the second one was better. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I like red peppers better than the green ones. Just on that intro. Have you ever been on a, in a serious punch run and have you ever left on a stretcher? <laughs> uh, not from a serious. I have left on a stretcher in a footy game, but not from being in a fight because obviously I'll win. I, <laughs> I actually remember there was one night that we were out and there were two guys who almost left on a stretcher. They tried to jump you in the toilet when we were at retro and you, well. you came out to me and you're like, <laughs> dude, 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 these two guys just tried to jump me. Oh, I'm like, right. what the hell? Where, where where are these guys? And you turned to the left and you went, oh, it's them. And they were just these two skinny, scrawny Indian mm. blokes that were like one of your legs was bigger than both of them. And they were still telling you, come on, we want to talk to your mate. Come on, come on. I mm. want to talk to your mate. Let's go. Bring him over here. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do, man? He's going <laughs> to crush you with just one of his hands. What the fuck? I think they had I thought little, that was pretty funny. little side business going where they would – frequent uh, nightclubs and look for intoxicated people and try and roll them, you know, or drag them into the toilets, make it seem like your mates or come on or let's do this or do you want a line or blah, 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 and then bang. I, I get that, but pick your battles a little bit better. Come on. <laughs> I do remember laughing just, at his face. I was just like, really? I did. <laughs> come on. <laughs> the, the, laugh, the, the way you just turned around, you just looked at him, you're like, <laughs> Right here, mate. So you want to roll me? Come on, come buy me a drink. Come on, don't be sick. <laughs> I think, I think, um, I think after that you went and told the bouncer as well, and even the bouncer looked at him and then looked at you and was just like, I'm "Fucking serious? What the? What the fuck?" So leave me alone, man. Go fight your own battles. <laughs> Throw him out yourself. <laughs> Actually, that brings us into w- this week's episode because mm. I reckon if uh, they were going to be on the podcast, this would be their embarrassing story about the time that they tried to roll that guy in the toilet. But um, this week's episode is all about embarrassing stories. But before we get to that, we are bringing back an old segment. What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm trying not to watch the news at the moment because there's a lot of uh, a lot of shit going on uh, in our neck of the woods. People are upset. I don't know if you've been watching, but I am avoiding it. But just when I thought there's no nice people left on this planet, I do have a little quick story, uh, just a little side note. My neighbours have just moved out after three or four years of living next door to me. Easily the best neighbours I've ever had in my life. I frequently forget to put my bin out and I I come out the next morning and they've already done it. How many times they'll just message me if I had one of my motorbikes at, at the um at the mechanic, they would message me while I'm at work going, Oh, just making sure, you know, we notice if two of your vehicles are missing. Just little little things like that. And then today was their last day and he sent me a message before just saying, um, look, mate, we have to duck off quickly, but we've left you uh something out the back on your uh on your toolbox and I go out there and it's this basket full to the brim over a hundred bucks worth of just little bits and pieces and wow. just just really good people and um, just really wish them all the best and I don't know like I said I was starting to lose faith a little bit that, that all these good people are, are still around and there's a lot of selfish people out there and there's a lot of hate getting spread at the moment and the reason why we started this podcast was to have a, a joke around and spread some positive and, and just let people know there's still good people left out there and uh, yeah, I wish them all the best. Uh, I but am yeah. surprised that they yeah. left you a gift after all our rowdy nights. It probably <laughs> should have been us buying them gifts. That is true. <laughs> I feel actually. kind of bad now. <laughs> it wasn't us. He, he did leave me a card and anyway. it said, all in the, the best card, it said, um, we, um, we wish you all the best and we hope the next tenant loves your karaoke nights as much as we do. <laughs> but um, nah, they, they never complained at all and. Um, you know, I play the drums too every other day and just just really nice people, man. I can't stress it enough. Nice. Some of the best That's people good. I've known. Anyway, so moving into a bit more of what the fuck is actually going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've come across 
something weird, and I, I can't believe this is even a thing because I'll read it out to you and then we'll discuss it. The, the headline reads, men who pay to have their bank accounts hacked, which is already, what the fuck, man? Seriously. It's a short article. It's just a paragraph here. Most people try to avoid getting hacked, but for some men, it's the goal. Welcome to the world of findoms or financial domination. Essentially, men give over their information to women and allow them to take money from their accounts, purchase products for themselves online as a form of submission that they find pleasurable. Right. And it's not uh, simply a few people who do this. There is uh, an entire online community who congregate using hashtags like findom and paypig. Hey, what's going on here? Bro. Um, why don't they just get married? <laughs> um, that was kind of the first thing that I thought as well. Like, this is, um, this is, having said that, it's saying that they're doing this for kicks. Like, it's, it's pleasuring them. It's, it gets them off. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're just sad, pathetic men who maybe can't get married. And I don't know. I don't know. So, are they, is there, uh, other relationship to this like is there a physical relationship like do they meet or is it just i don't know paint? what <laughs> i can just imagine them getting a call from their bank saying look we're finding some suspicious activity and then just sitting there on the other end going, oh. jacking off, just jacking off to it or something <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> but i just just finished talking about like there being some good people left, and then there's peanuts. <laughs> Just bring these yeah, back there's to ones reality. On the other end. I don't know. I'm yeah. on COVID side. I'm not going to lie. COVID's COVID's numbers are weak as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> the rookie numbers, son. They're fucking rookie numbers, or they're just you know taking out the wrong people. Yeah, that's strange. Probably- I, 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 honestly, I've got so many questions. I almost want to get one of them on so we can interview them. Amen. So if there are any Findoms listening, get in contact with us anonymously and uh, we'll bring you on and we'll we'll have a chat. I don't know. Mate, give me your banking information, bro. I'll fucking get you off. Well, don't worry about or it. just give us the air. Yeah, give us the details. But I'll move on to this next one. This one's a bit more, uh, even more what the fuck. It's called Surprisingly Popular Chocolate Bars. Uh, multiple generations of Russian children have fond memories of eating hematogen bars. Ads promoted these treats as a whole, as wholesome and healthy and able to help with anemia, a condition common in 25% of the population, especially small kids. Made with condensed milk, syrup, and beet sugar, the bar had a taste uh, reminiscent of Tootsie Rolls. Clearly, this represented a win-win for Russian kids who got to gobble up these goodies in the name of robust health. Now, this delicious bar had a secret ingredient. One link to the slightly metallic flavor of the bars, black food al- albumin, which is a fancy word for blood. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they put 5% cow's blood into these children's chocolate bars <laughs> in Russia. What the? Hey, what? what's going on here? I don't know. What the fuck? Nope. Hundred percent nope. Um, is is the ingredient is the ingredients actually like listed on the back of the the packet? Like they know what it is they... and they buy it. Maybe it's got some type of uh, health. Uh, uh, people, what's it called? That is it. The English breakfast they have and they eat all that garbage, fried pig's blood and whatnot. But this is a kid's chocolate bar, man. <laughs> That's um, radio. What's wrong with the world? Well, this is Russia, so it's um, probably normal for them. I know in France they eat snails, in Italy, fuck, I remember going there and families just smelled delicious, but then I opened the pot, I'm like, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, snails, speaking of snails, I remember walking into the kitchen uh, and I could smell it. I'm like, this is fucking going to be amazing, whatever this is. Open the pot. It just—I couldn't see them yet. It was just like a nice, beautiful sauce, and I did gave it a little yeah. stir, and then just like bloop, 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 all these snails came to the top, and I'm just like, bro. Did you eat them? Did you try it? 
Fuck no. I went to Maccas, man. <laughs> I did it. My family would fucking chop my head off, but they did make me a, a sneaky pasta on the side. God but, bless yeah. Nonna. Yeah. I had um Chloe Chloe's been over to the my oldest. She's been to China and she's eaten like chicken toes and, and whatnot. She didn't know what it was. Mm. Um ate it, thought they were delicious, and then she was told that they were chicken toes and was like, bleh, bleh, no thanks. <laughs> I remember once too at one of our school camp I don't know if this is true. I think it was them bullshitting, but they did say we had a lasagna and they're like, Oh, we're we're having peacock lasagna tonight. I'm like, What? Because there's peacocks running everywhere around this camp site. It's like, right. do you see any fucking cows around here or anything? Pork? I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I remember eating this thing, being really sketchy at first, and then like, you know what? Peacocks taste as beautiful as they look. <laughs> I was, I was just, I thought you were just going to say, you know what? I like eating cock. <laughs> you can go there. Wow, that's an, that's for another episode. <laughs> but Surprise, my my what the fuck story or my what the fuck article or news is a little bit closer to home and it happened today there was an earthquake in melbourne mm. what the fuck 5.9 sorry it happened out near mansfield which is like 130k away from the city but uh, i i work in a high-rise building i'm not kidding when i say i shit myself and i thought i was going to die I've I've got CCTV footage of me running out of the office, just hightailing it as quick as I could, just out of sheer fear. It was wow. scary. Not gonna lie, it was downright scary. Was your building shaking? Yeah, the whole lot. The um, the it shook so bad, and it went for it went for like twenty seconds, and it started off, and I thought it was a heavy gust of wind, and then it just got worse. Mm. And by the time I picked up my keys and went to run out, the the whole pool, the water in the pool was going up on the sides, and it was. Mm. Before I could even exit, there were already half the building had already exited. Um, but they were saying that, you know, their furniture was falling over, bookshelves were falling over, TVs had fallen over. So up higher, obviously it was a lot worse, but um, very, very freaky, very freaky. Yeah, man. I was at home. I felt it. I thought there was someone downstairs drilling, you know, into the roof or something until I yep. noticed the TV shaking and then my computer screens were shaking and I could hear the windows rattling. I'm like, uh, someone's not happy, man. <laughs> we are fucking shit up. I thought protesters are out here on the street. I'm like, fuck, you guys have come a long way. <laughs> yeah, very scary, I texted you not long after and you said it was some bad Indian you ate. <laughs> That's true. I have uh, been known to cause a disturbance in the... You know, disturb the Dalton, as they say. <laughs> All right, man. Now, the theme yeah. of this... Uh, this this episode we've been sent in heaps of really cool ideas over the last few weeks of, of embarrassing stories so we thought we're going to have to do uh, a segment on this because i've got plenty you've got plenty and we've been sent in plenty so again thanks to everyone contributing again we're loving all this uh user-driven feedback it's fabulous all right uh, my my one's from my oldest uh daughter she when she was in high school she was uh sorry primary school she was allergic to pineapple at mm-hmm. the time she didn't know she was allergic to pineapple ate some of the pineapple when she was at school and projectile vomited across a boy in the class and when she, the way that she describes it is almost like exorcist type like it was a fair projectile <laughs> uh the poor kid was just covered oh, in no. and that was how she learned that she was uh, allergic to pineapple poor thing Wow. Hey, I have, this is one I haven't even got written down, but it's reminded me of one. I went to Italy in 2005 and and we made friends with, there was people from all over the world there and I made friends with these Canadians and a couple of years later I went to Canada and met up with them and they took me out and, you know, I was still only young, I was 20 years old, so technically I wasn't even allowed to drink there yet. But we got absolutely hammered one night and they were taking me back to the hotel and I'm leaning out of her fucking car and I couldn't speak quick enough to let her know that I'm going to spew, you need to stop. <laughs> and it was one of those really bad ones where, you know, like half the window's open, so half the vom is hitting the window and coming inside and half the vom's going out. And I just like, oh, no. 
like I'm in this car full of all these Canadian girls and I'm just spewing on everything and I'm supposed to be the smooth. cool Aussie dude <laughs> and I'm just fucked this Real all up. smooth. <laughs> I'm going home alone tonight. No. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad time. <laughs> one of mine, and I've got I've got a bunch, <laughs> but this one, this is going to sound bad, so I'm sorry, mum and dad. This doesn't happen often, but I do ride a motorbike to work every day and sometimes... <clears throat> I know, like, I'll get halfway to work and not even know how I've got there. It's like I'm still so bugged out, tired, thinking of other things. It was one particular day. It was the middle of winter. And in winter, I would wear, like, my tights underneath my pants. And the only reason why I realized this is I put a headphone in and I realized halfway to work, I'm like, fuck, I've put my headphones in. I haven't even turned any music on. So I reached down for my phone. You know, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot my phone as well. You know, I couldn't feel my phone. And then I realized and I looked down, I'm like, I haven't got any fucking pants on, man. (laughs) (laughs) I've just got my skins on. (laughs) I've gotten halfway to work and I've just realized I've just got my skins on. (laughs) My ass would have been hanging out the back of my bike. There would have been cheek flying left, cheek flying right. So I had to turn around and I had to call my boss and go, "Yeah, no, nah, I've had some, I've had some bike troubles. <laughs> I'm going to be late." <laughs> that's a true story. So that's a lesson for everyone. Before you leave the house, make sure you have your pants on, man. Yeah? <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you like that one? Oh, God, that was brilliant. Oh. <laughs> you good? You need a drink? Uh, need a drink. Yeah, I've got, I've got myself. I'm composed now. That was a good one. All right, you got another one for us? Uh, we played a lot of footy together. There's the embarrassing stuff that happens around footy clubs. You know, you get two of the things that happened to me. I, I, I remember that we were at a um, Mad Monday and I had a piece of butter put on my head and I, I didn't know about the butter. I couldn't feel it, didn't know about it. And I walked around with this butter on my head for fucking ages. And these everyone started calling me butters. And I'm like, what, what are they talking about? Like, this is not my nickname. Like, why are they calling me butters? And I, I, for the life of me, I could not work it out and I'm fucking stumped. And I was actually getting – I started to get pissed off. And it wasn't until – I don't know how long it was there, but I just had like one single <laughs> drizzle bit of butter just roll down my head. And I touched it. I'm like, what the – and then I very quickly worked out. And as soon as I grabbed the butter and put it off the head, the whole place just <laughs> erupted and it was this big Bronx cheer. And I'm like, you fucking bastards. I actually think you put it on my head. <laughs> I don't remember doing that, but was that the same one where you passed out and then woke up with nah. magic marker on your face? That was a, oh, permanent. That was a different one. Okay, that another, was a different one. It's another rookie yeah, that, that, yeah, I, I, yeah. Thanks to you guys, uh, I played in the grand final earlier on the Sunday. Hadn't eaten, hadn't slept, straight on the booze. Uh, we went to Mad Monday, and then I sat down. I reckon it must have been about one o'clock on the Monday, and I passed out. I mm. I just crashed and burned. I woke up and one of the guys that was sitting next to me, he just jumped straight up and he's like, man, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, whatever. So anyway, I go about the business. I go, I go to the bar and I'm just like, Hey man, can I, can I grab a, a, a can I grab a drink? He's like, I can't serve you. I'm like, why? I'm like, I feel fine. He's like, please go to the bathroom and check your face. And I'm like, all right, cool. Not a problem. I go into the bathroom and oh my god, I'm just, just there's dicks, there's like, <laughs> I, I had a third eye drawn on me. I had a penis on one side of the head with like piss drops going into my mouth. Uh, there was all sorts of graffiti on it, and because I'm bald, it was a big canvas. And uh, yeah, it took, oh, it took me about half an hour to clean myself, but kicked on afterwards. So that was always enough. Always enough. That's a great, great memory. Actually, that was at the sock, wasn't it? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> was for me i did uh do a few doodles on your face yeah the, the, the hardest part to get off was i don't know who did it, it might have been al Hendry, but i just had on one eye it was just like 
was like crazy colored in. I don't know how I woke up, but it was he- it was heavy and it was dark. And um, I had I had a white shirt on, and I just remember just the whole collar just being stained afterwards. It was yeah, not a fun memory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I might move into a um, uh, one that's been sent in. This one's from Chile, by the way, and then I'll bounce back to one of mine. So this one's from Chill. I recently moved to a new suburb, and um, I was you know trying to trying to impress some friends. So we walked down to the local quarry. And uh, in my school uniform, you know, if you can remember the winter uniforms, they have like a, a skirt, a woolen type skirt. And I'd recently um, been given a, a birthday gift, like some some globe shoes or some of those brands. I can't remember the one with the, the rhino on it. Anyway, um, so yeah, we were at the at the quarry and we had snuck in. So you had to jump the fence and then obviously you have to jump the fence to get out. And in my haste to to get away... <laughs> I can't remember if we were running from somebody, but uh, the edge of my skirt got caught on the top of the wire fence. <laughs> so I was hanging from the fence by my skirt. And if you've ever been in that position, you know that you can't just shimmy your way up. So you're just literally hanging there like Jesus. Luckily, those were the days when girls would wear boxer shorts like the the satin boxer shorts um otherwise that would have been been embarrassing and and you know probably so oh by the way so somebody had to to lift me off it they had to someone had to pull me up and then someone had to take my skirt off and I had (laughs) this huge gash in the the skirt (laughs) and then much to my you know my I was already bruised my my ego had already been bruised we were we proceeded to run away after the the fence debacle and my foot landed in a mud like a like a, a little um pothole and it it was like quicksand like i couldn't get my foot out with the shoe so my foot came out but without my brand new shoe and oh, i couldn't no. get my shoe out so I had arrived home with a hole in my skirt and one, one less brand new shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really wonderful, really wonderful, wonderful day. One that I've never been able to forget. Wow. What a I, horrible way to start at a new school. That's. <laughs> I think I remember those fucking shoes as well. Those globe-style massive white oh, things. God, poor Chell. Actually, I have a, a a shoe story as well. I have a bad habit on my motorbike of like putting my foot down just while I'm riding down the freeway. You're doing like a hundred, ninety nine. Sorry, I was doing ninety nine, mum. And <laughs> no, I was pro- probably doing like a hundred and forty. And I put my foot down, and once the laces came undone, something got caught, and my boot just went, <laughs> Ooh. just projectile across the fucking road. I'm like, shit. I can't stop to Jeez. go back and get it. Yeah, so I arrived at a destination. I think I was at work uh, without a boot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll jump into one more. Um, thanks for that, Chell. By the way, that is uh, very embarrassing. Yes, thank you. Jump into another one, and then I'll say. <laughs> uh, all right, here's another one. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying embarrassment is subjective, but so when I was in year eight, it was like the first science class we ever had and we had like a seating plan, so we were going to sit in those seats all year and I was reading out loud and I read the word organism as orgasm. And for the rest of the year, the boys that sat behind me would, like, moan my name and just, like, make (laughs) orgasm noises. And uh, I didn't even know what an orgasm was until, like, year 10. But it was still super embarrassing. (laughs) That's not a good nickname to have in in high school. (laughs) Especially when you don't know what it is in year 8. That's... Oh, oh god, that's fucking classic. You got any? Do you remember any good uh, high school embarrassing stuff? Um, high school embarrassing stuff. No, I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a um, introvert at high school. I was a mm. bit of a band nerd. 
Um, I didn't mind sports, but um, I remember I remember copping a cricket ball to the chest one time, and I was I was being a bit I was being a bit lippy to the guy who was bowling. Uh, I just put him away for four a couple of times, and um, and then he he eyeballed me, and he he gave me one right in the chest, and. Yeah, never, uh, never played cricket with school school sports ever again. <laughs> Thanks. Oh I was so, I was so embarrassed. I actually went and played badminton or something like that. It's probably more embarrassing. <laughs> That's embarrassing in itself. <laughs> All right, I've got another good one. This is this one's gonna sound bad. I'm just gonna start this by saying I was young. All right, and <laughs> I was hanging around. Fuck, this is gonna sound worse. But I was hanging around older dudes. <laughs> When I say, when I say that, I, I mean like you and Bonans and all these guys. I was the youngest. I was hanging around all these older guys. I've never done that before. I've always hung around my own group, so I was immature. So I'm a teenager still, and you guys are, you know, closer to your mid twenties. Anyway, this one's for Bonans because uh, he actually mentioned this one at my twenty-first <laughs> and told my whole family this story. So. You know, I'm just going to put it on the internet for everyone to hear. We're driving, <laughs> we're driving absolutely miles to wherever he was. Where, where did he used to live? Like Sunbury or further. To me, that's miles. You know, I don't go anywhere that's like he's not within 20 minutes. <laughs> so we're driving out there. We're listening to heaps of different tunes, and there just happened to be this break in music and this really awkward silence that. I don't know. It, it must have got my anxiety going because it felt like forever. And the longer it went, I could feel just every fiber of myself wanting to explode. And the only thing that comes out of my mouth to break this this tension was, so, you got a big dick, cuz? <laughs> and I remember him just bursting into tears. Like, what the fuck did that come from, man? It's just <laughs> sitting here quietly and I'm just like, yeah, so, how, how big's your old fella? <laughs> what? I don't know. What? Don't the, even ask me. Why would that come up to you? Most, <laughs> most people would say, you know, uh, exactly the song that, that that's at the top of the show. They talk about when I get in certain situations, I most I talk about the weather. You go straight to you got a big dick, cuz. What? Like I said, man, I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't remember. I'm been trying to push it out of my brain for however long, and it just keeps finding its way back. I, I also. I just want to clarify as well, and and uh, I think uh, Bonanza will back me up on this. Um, to the magnif- Magnifico parents, um, we don't encourage this kind of thing. We didn't, you know, <laughs> project this onto him. This is not how our normal discussions go. So I don't want you to think that uh, we were, you know, influencing a teenage Paul Magnifico at the time. He did this on himself. <sighs> yeah, this one's on me. I'm gonna. <laughs> that's, that's it's on you. I'm going to. Cop this one on the chin, figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our next uh, to our next story. Um, here we go. Okay, this one's more like secondhand embarrassment um, from my ex's nephew. So. My ex-boyfriend, they had like a huge family Snapchat group, like all the uncles, the aunties, the brothers, sisters, cousins. It was it was huge. And they were kind of like a religious family. Um, so I got added to that Snap group. And one morning when I was getting ready for work, I like opened up a Snap from his 16-year-old nephew from the group. And it was like him... <laughs> Like just his his waist, like his shorts and his hand in his pants, and then like rub it. He was like sending a wank video. I don't know. He must have been Snapchatting a girl, and like his penis full came out, and it was <laughs> so fucking weird. But yeah, half the family opened the snap and saw it, and he managed to like delete it before the other. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Well, they're always great. <laughs> Things like that when you're... You're very vulnerable when you're horny. 
Oh well. <laughs> Can you imagine sending it to your to your family though? <laughs> oh man. The only time not a sexual thing, but the only time I remember sending something by mistake was I remember once I was trying to wag school and there was something was going on at the school and I was trying to explain to my mum that we had a day off the next day, which we didn't, but I, I needed to explain. And I sent, I, I was meaning to send a message to my phone from someone else saying, Paul, you know, tomorrow's got a day off and blah, blah, blah. But I fucking sent it to my mum's phone by mistake and not to me because I was thinking, oh, I have to tell <laughs> And I don't know how the fuck I got away with it, but I ended up finding a way to get away with it. And my mum believed me. Dumbass. Now it's on the internet. You're in trouble. <laughs> Actually, speaking of my mum, this is this is a slightly embarrassing story. But when I was young, even now, I have I I can't stand the smell of fish. I I will I just bleh, like <laughs> I dry reach. I can't from a young age. I would walk into fish shops and shit and just spew all over the floor. And so they just knew, you know, don't take me near them. So my mum used to make, she used to call them schnitzels, yeah, the deception. She used to make calamari but make it look like a chicken schnitzel and it didn't smell, it didn't, nothing. And I was young, you know, I'm like three or four years old, not knowing the difference, just eating it. And then, I don't know, it was at one of our family dinners and someone goes, oh, Paolo, good job. You know, you're eating fish. It's really good for you. And I just turned to my mum with this look of absolute fear and deception. And, she, and she's looking back like, shut the fuck up, man. Look, what are you doing? <laughs> trying to get this fucking idiot to eat fish. <laughs> and since that day, man, not one shred of fish. I don't care what it is, but it looks like a schnitzel. I, I'd send it away for scientific testing to make sure it comes back as chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the um, how's the how's the trust with your mum? Is it has it come back? Over the next you know thirty years, she has slowly regained my trust. <laughs> but there's even more deception with her food because it's always amazing. But I did find out. She would make these beautiful bolognese sauces and instead of adding salt, she would like dissolve like an anchovy in there or two. So you, it's absolutely oh, yeah. completely dissolved into nothingness by the time it comes out. But I saw her doing it once and I'm like, I'm fucking never eating here again, man. That's it. I'm never eating here again. <laughs> Shove your fucking bolognese. <laughs> like, why lie? Why not just tell me? <laughs> Oh, because you wouldn't overreact at all. I mean, that... <laughs> that's so true. I love you, mum. Thank you. Hit <laughs> us uh, with another clip if you got one. Uh, this one's coming from Goza, one of our fan favourites. I'm sure this is going to be great. I haven't heard this one yet. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. It's a funny story. <laughs> Embarrassing story. Um. I was watching a bit of porn back in the, uh, well, early 90s with my cousin. Um, I won't say his name, Mars. Uh, so we were watching Dr. Edelbutt and uh, I had it cranked really, really high. Mind you, I thought everyone was out of the house. Now, there was moaning and groaning and a lot of pain involved in this porn. Um, it was basically fist fuck, like a lot of fisting, heaps of fisting which is, well, it's up to you, whatever you like. Anyway, that's my thing. But uh, all of a sudden, my old lady runs into the house, hearing all the commotion, all the moaning and groaning, thought me and my cousin were belting the shit out of each other. She comes in, she goes, God, what happened? Oh, my God, what are you doing? She thought, that's it, blood everywhere. She turns around and sees Dr. Adelbutt up to his elbow in snatch, Lost her mind. Mind you, this is my dad's fucking porn. Like, that was his. I found it. I found his stash. She asked me whose it was. I go, Dad's. <laughs> he got to the porn cut. Well, I think that one takes uh, the cake so far. Goz, Goz wins for sure. <laughs> Doth can handle that. Hey, have you still got these tapes, by the way? Uh, because I'm just asking for a mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, 
Masking for my dad. <laughs> oh, speaking of my dad, my um, this is this is actually embarrassing. So I'm in my early twenties, living with my dad. <clears throat> my girlfriend at the time comes over. And, you know, you're young. When you're young, what do you do? You're having sex a lot, all the time, everywhere, anywhere, everywhere, all the time. So it's before dinner. My dad's, you know, yelling out, you know, dinner in ten, I'm like ten minutes. Babe, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> fucking ten minutes. Two, three times. <laughs> fucking can have fucking three showers before as well. Anyway, obviously we're having sex. She's on top. My dad fucking just <laughs> comes to let us know that dinner's on. Doesn't fucking knock or does the old knock and enters at the same time. Doesn't wait for a reply. And then, yeah, just sees my my ex just riding the shit out of me. <laughs> and I actually remember what he said. He just comes in and goes, whoops. <laughs> and then finally, I think at the dinner table, he might have like spilt something accidentally and, and, and did the old whoops. And then we all just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Well played. Yeah. <laughs> it was when I was playing I was playing for my second uh, second club, Kilsyth. It's coming towards the end of the game. We're four points down. Uh, the ball gets kicked out of bounds on the full boundary line, probably about fifty out. We we need a goal. So the ball gets kicked in. Uh, there's a big pack that forms and I just I'm playing in the back line, but I take off. We need we need something. So I take off towards goals, ball falls over the back of the pack. And now the ball's in line with me, in line with the goals. All I've got to do is pick up the ball, kick the goal. So another guy's running across the goals. He's going to make it before me. But instead of just hitting the ball away from me, he tries to take possession. I manage to hit it out of his hands. It's going closer towards goals. I pick it up. I kick the ball. Siren goes. The ball goes through. Chaos ensues. Fist pumping. All that, The crowd's going nuts. All that kind of stuff. Now, in that moment, kicking a winning goal should be like the greatest thing. It should be happy feelings and all that kind of stuff. As a bit of a celebration, I put a little bit of extra mustard on it and I give it the biggest fist pump I've ever given in my life. Except when I gave it the biggest fist bump, I followed through to say and dropped a tablespoon of gravy in my jocks. It was just a nice big... <laughs> I'm not expecting yeah. that at all. Yeah. I I know I know that everyone's gonna be rushing towards me because I've just kicked the winning goal. So instantly in my head, I know that I've shit my pants. Nobody else knows and they're just there to celebrate. I inch I instantly uh, remember back to early in that morning when I'm putting the skins on and you don't wear you don't wear jocks with the skins, but I remember putting the skins on and there was a, there was a it was probably about a six inch gap in there and I'm just like, ah, I've got one more wear in them. But instantly my mind gets cast back to that and I'm like, oh no, the six inch gap, that gravy is now sitting on my shorts. We were the away team, so my shorts were white. I I instantly clench. And I just, I'm like, don't fall over. Don't go to the ground. Just keep your feet. Clench, 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 clench. I clench for the whole time. Everyone's clench, going nuts. Clench. <laughs> That's all I was thinking, mate. I'm just clench, clench, clench. And I'm hoping that, like, I grabbed the cloth that was, you know, infected inside my ass cheeks at the same time. And so we're kind of, like, scooching over to the, to the gate. And I'm letting everybody go in front of me because I don't know what the damage looks like back there. We get into the change rooms and sit down, and it it looks like from everybody else's point of view that I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just basking in this glory. Oh my God, Clint, what a goal! Fantastic, what a goal! In actual fact, I'm just waiting for the room to clear out so I can go and wash myself. Um, <laughs> but the club the club like the club likes having a few tinnies before a game, so after the game there are there are a lot more. I was fucking maggoted by the time everybody cleared out of the room. I stumble into the toilets, fucking washing myself. Couldn't drive home. I had to sit there for freaking hours. And uh, yeah, I've never, I've never told that story publicly. <laughs> never heard that one either. I just, I'll just let that, let, put that one on the internet. Was there a lot of damage? What's by the time you got to it? Um, no, nah, I think, I think the clenching actually worked because um, there, there wasn't, there wasn't too much damage, but. Um, <laughs> Instead of I had to wash myself, but I just threw the shorts and then the skins out, mate. That, that was done. That is so good. 
What else haven't you told me, by the way? I thought we should we should know everything about each other. So, <laughs> well, mate, we, we've been keeping bow all these stories from each other by the sense of things. Yeah, I, I I'd never trust. heard your uh, I'd never heard your skin story before. <laughs> um, <laughs> you call your calamari story. Oh, well, I don't trust my mum, and now I don't trust you, sir. So. <laughs> 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 all right, we're moving on to the next story. Here we go. So I grew up with pretty strict parents, like we weren't allowed to date, like have fun, go out. Um, So when I was 19, I think, I still live with my parents and we had this big house in this massive like 500 metre driveway um, and like windows all around the house so you could see pretty well. But I used to um, have boys sneak up the driveway at night and then, like, sneak back out at, like, 4 a.m. Um, but one time a, um, a boy snuck up and we fell asleep and we woke up at, like, 9 a.m. So it was daytime and he couldn't really sneak out. Um, it was only my dad home. So we had to like time it perfectly when dad was like up the other end of the house. I was like, go, go, go. And he had to like run. He had to run down the driveway. But as he got to the bottom of the driveway, my mum came home from her horse ride. So she was like riding on her horse and they like met in the driveway. And he just kept walking. She went up to the house and he told me about this and mum like never mentioned it. She never said a word. And I'm so thankful. But she totally knew. What do you think? What do you think she would have said? What? Day for it? <laughs> well, that's great. That's a good one. Have you ever done anything like that? I, uh, my, when I lived with my nonna and my nonna, they're old fashioned, uh, wogs. They, even, uh, my dad was saying at the time, like, I know you're fucking young and you, you know, girls and whatnot, but try and be respectful. Don't bring them there. They're not used to seeing that shit in the morning. So yeah, I used to sneak girls in and a couple of times I got busted and my nonna was, you know, come chasing me with a fucking wooden spoon or, or a, or a slipper. <laughs> just like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did that once. I, I when I on the way that I was sneaking out, pitch black, and I I was creeping around. You know, you didn't want to get caught, so you, you're tiptoeing around on the grass, like no one can hear you. But I'm tiptoeing, and I forgot my surroundings. Just had no idea, and I'm looking at the back door and looking at the windows, and in not paying attention, I just fully just crack myself on something that was hanging off the trailer and just ruined myself. I was, oh, I was, I think I was out for, I reckon about half an hour, got up, carried myself off. I had a splitting headache for a couple of weeks, but yeah, never did that. Never did that again. All right. I've got another one here. This is a longer one. So it's a few minutes long. So bear with me. It's, um, one of my mates from work, Ricky, who, um, how can I explain Ricky? Ricky doesn't give a fuck <laughs> at, the, at the best of times. He's just one of those genuine, uh, just a, a great character. And he's always happy and laughing. And um, he's one of his stories from back in the day. All right. Uh, most embarrassing moment for me. Uh, I'll start off by saying that, uh, as Paul knows, I don't necessarily get embarrassed that easy. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I think this one time really threw me a curveball. Um, I would have been about probably 14, 15 at the time. Uh, me and a mate of mine, we used to go to uh, underage discos. And um, these discos were held in Bulleen. It was a Veneto club down there in Bulleen on Bulleen Road. Uh, used to start at 7, finish at 11. They used to have a slow dance as the last song that came up. And um, basically, yeah... Um, we used to catch up there with a few friends and spend some time there on a Saturday night. But anyway, 14, 15 years old, uh, testosterone was starting to kick in and we were getting interested in girls and women and me and my mate Adam, uh, we used to go there quite often. Anyway, long story short, this um, girl took a liking to Adam. Um, first time that any girl showed any interest in either one of us. Um, her name was Mary. 
Um, um, she more or less decided that Adam was going to be her boyfriend, um, even though nothing was official, but that's what she decided. So every time we went there on the Saturday night, you know, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. Um, and we had a mutual friend as well. Her name was Julie. I used to confide in Julie because I thought, you know, if I could confide in Julie, I'd, I'd probably get a chance of getting something as well. Um, long story short, um, Mary rang me at home one night. This was pre-mobile phone days. Uh, this is the old touch-tone uh, analog phones that had no display, had no nothing. And uh, I got a phone call and... A girl was asking for me, so I jumped on the phone and uh, she told me her name was Julie, uh, the friend that we confide in. Um, and Julie started asking me about Adam um, and his thoughts about Mary, you know, the girl that he was sort of going out with at the time. So me being me and confiding in uh, in Julie and, and, you know, trying to make a, a pass at Julie at the same time, thought, oh, yeah, I'll be honest with her and tell her the truth and, you know, show her that I'm a genuine up straight sort of bloke, you know what I mean? So um, I told her the truth. Adam didn't really like her. He thought that she was fat, that she was ugly, that um, she wasn't really girlfriend material. He didn't want to borrow her anymore and he couldn't find the way of getting rid of her and he was trying to and, you know, you know, he just didn't know how to go about it. And, you know, Julie was sort of saying, oh, yeah, fair enough, that's understandable, you know, and I think Mary just really likes him a lot and this and that. And I'm just sort of saying, yeah, but he just doesn't want nothing to do with her. He reckons she's a fat, ugly slag. Um, so, you know, conversation sort of finished about five minutes later. We'll see you on Saturday night at the Veneto Club. Yeah, no worries. Anyway, about maybe well, two minutes later, Adam rings up. And he's swearing at me on the phone. You fucking idiot. You fucking stupid cunt. He's going, who the fuck? What, what did you do? And I'm going, what do you mean, what did I do? What are you going on about? And he's going, fucking Mary's just rung me and told me that you said to her that I fucking hate her guts and I can't stand her and that she's a fat slag and I don't want nothing to do with her. And I'm going, I never spoke to her. I don't know what you're going on about. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. And he's going, fucking Mary rang you on the phone, not Julie. You told Mary exactly what I thought about her and what we discussed. And you told her exactly how I feel. And she just rung me up and abused the absolute fuck out of me. And I mean, to be honest, I felt so small. It's just disgusting. But I think back, it's just a time that I, I suppose I did get embarrassed. Um, I tried to ring back uh, Mary and apologise, but she wouldn't take a bar of it. And then uh, basically the next time we went to the Venital Club, she went up to Adam's face and basically said to him, well, you think I'm a fat slag? Fuck you. Slapped him in the middle of the dance floor and just walked away. So, yeah, it was fun. But, yeah, that's my most embarrassing moment. Oh, Ricky. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> Mate, you got to know who you're talking to if you're going to talk shit. That's, that's, that's dangerous. I, want, I do want to know if you ever actually got him with Julie, though. I think that's uh, – we need <laughs> to follow that story up. <laughs> follow up. Oh, man. That's actually classic. Thanks, Ricky. All right, that's we're on to our last um, – we're on to our last uh, user submission here. This one might not be as embarrassing – but I had this I'll first date with a guy that. on a Friday night. But the night before, I went to some like auction fundraiser event and I went a little too hard, <laughs> pretty drunk, ended up going home with some dude and we didn't get to sleep till like 6am. And then I had to go to work at 8am, had a full day of work, smelling like questionable alcohol and whatnot. <laughs> And then I didn't have time to nap and I went straight out to this date in the city. I didn't wash my hair. It was like all over the place and I was just a shell of a human. Like I was smashing hydrolite all through the day in preparation, just trying to like get up and about. So we went on the date. I was not my best and he was like really funny and charming and cute and at the end of the date he was still like, oh, so do you want to, you know, go back to my house? And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, like, of course, that sounds good. Um, Yeah, but then I went to the bathroom and, like, my whole stomach just decided to explode out of my ass. Like, I had super bad <laughs> diarrhea. So I literally went from being like, yeah, yeah, I'll go back to your house to coming out from the toilet being like, oh, no, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tired and... Yeah, it was super awkward and we just called it a night and, yeah, I, I didn't tell him about the explosive diarrhoea, obviously. <laughs> but I got a second date, which was surprising. But, yeah, I was a trash human that day. 
Super embarrassing. <laughs> Got a second That's dad because he wanted to come back and clean the fucking toilet, man. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> Actually, have you ever, even not just even at a girl's house, but at a mate's house, just absolutely destroyed a bathroom and gone, oh, no. Block the yeah. toilet. And yeah. I've had a toilet sort of yeah. overflow and just... End up smashing towels down there and throwing them out the window and going to get them later and throwing them out. <laughs> she won't admit it, but my mum, sorry, mum, she broke, uh, she broke a toilet once. Um, I, no full well it was her, but she's she's never admitted it. But I know it was her. One hundred percent. Nice. <laughs> oh well, well cleaner. I think this has been the best episode we've ever done, to be honest. Oh, I agree. I agree. The last one wasn't. This one definitely is now. Well, the last one was until this one existed. I haven't got the hang of this yet, but I'll get there. (laughs) Podcast inception. (laughs) True. You're in a dream right now. It's the Matrix. (laughs) This episode never happened. (laughs) All right, pal. Been a pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you for sharing some brilliant stories and thanks again to everyone who's uh, contributed um, we will uh, be going through the messages again next week and we'll come up with a new theme but uh, thanks again Cleaner. have a good night you I'll too mate you, uh, I did enjoy this uh, this yeah, theme and I think we're going to have to make this a regular regular reoccurrence because I know that our very good friend Alan has um, he's got a perler of a story that we couldn't get out of him for this episode but it needs to be told um, it will be told. We, we will make. We, we, yeah, it will be told either by by him or by us. But yeah. it's better if it comes straight from his mouth. Absolutely, Alan. So I'm just warning you now. You better start <laughs> explaining the story properly because if you let me explain it, there is going to be dungeons and dragons and fairies and horrible things happen to you that are not true. <laughs> so <laughs> you tell it how it is, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clinner. I'll see you uh, next week. Same time, same channel. Don't change the dial. Catch you later, pal. See you, mate. We out, we out, right. We out, we out.